try to prepare for him because he, he had unique skills. Just go get the quarterback. I felt sorry for some of those poor tackles that came in and had to go against him because they didn't realize what they were getting themselves into. Lights out. Sacking the cornerback is just like uh, like you like you devastate a city or you cream or you cream a multitude of people. I mean, it's just like like you put all the off offensive players in one bag and I just take a baseball bat and beat on the bag. So each time he came over there, I tried to tear his damn head off. Let's play some football. Let's play some football. The pressure is on. This is Off the Edge on Tide 100.9. Focus on what you want to do, what you want to accomplish. Think about that. Don't think about how you feel, how tired you are, how hot it is. You got to push yourself on the field when you're playing football. It's my honor to present the national championship trophy to Coach Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. To me, this is the ultimate team. All these guys bought into everything they needed to do to be the best players that they could be. There's more togetherness on this team than almost any team that we've ever had. And they had to overcome and persevere so much adversity through this season. And they've done it magnificently. And I'm so proud of this group for what they've been able to accomplish in going undefeated and winning the national championship. Screening live on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and the Tide 100.9 app. Here is your host of Off the Edge, Jacob Harrison. morning welcome and happy friday it's off the edge right here on tide 100.9 and streaming on the tide 100.9 app joe gaither jr moore and my man kate bagwell up in here on off the edge for the next hour and change we're gonna setting the table for the jay barker show 12 until 2 ryan fowler in the game 2 until 6 we'll have our second tide tonight summer edition of tide tonight later on 6 to 7 and close it on down tonight with the Chuck Oliver Show 7-9. to nine. Mr. Uh, The king of college football, that's his nickname. The king of college football, Chuck Oliver, 7-9. to nine. So, uh, all-day action right here on Tide 100.9. And thank you guys so much for being a part of the show and hanging out with us on the station. Uh, as I said, Joe Gaither, I want to tell you before we get into the day's program, we got a lot of uh, topics to get into over the next hour. We're going to be talking uh, about NBA playoffs. We're going to be talking about Ohio State. We're talking a little bit Nick Saban. Uh, lots of little fun topics we'll get into. But before we do, I want to invite you to be a part of the program by calling us on the Alabama Vintage Hotline at 205-342-9904 Alabama Vintage on University Boulevard with the green awning right there in the heart of downtown Tuscaloosa. Charlie and the guys having you with the hats, the teeth shirts, the jackets, all the great classic Alabama memorabilia that you can't find online. Go by and see Charlie and the guys today and tell them that Off the Edge sent you. So yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun on Off the Edge today, uh, bouncing around the world of sports. Uh, I want to start with the NBA playoffs. I want to start with last night's uh, last night's game one of the NBA Finals. The Boston Celtics emerged victorious. And let me just tell you, I, I, I'm i pretty sure I said two or three days ago, Celtics and six, Celtics and seven. What's going to be one of those two two uh, outcomes? Yeah, that sounds about white. Exactly. And, uh, and th those two guys, uh, they're going to take the series. They're going to, to win the series, and they proved it last night. Because Steph Curry, what did he have, like 30, 35 points? Shot the lights out, and they still lost. They still ended up only putting up 13 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, you look at you look at the uh, Boston Celtics defense, and that's going to be the key to the series. The perimeter defense of Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum are going to basically be able to guard the trio of Curry, Klay Thompson, and Jordan Poole. And of course, Curry had a great game. Jason Tatum not so good a game on the offensive end, but they took care of business on defense, uh, hanging in there and 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 really uh, closing the door in the fourth quarter. So what can the Warriors do to? 
what can the Warriors do? Obviously, they, they played their game. They played their game, making a, a ton of uh, a ton of three point baskets, but they were outscored forty to sixteen in the fourth quarter. Was Game One just a matter of the the, the Warriors being off? The Warriors being rusty? Uh, the Celtics coming off a seven game series with the Miami Heat. The Warriors uh, took care of business pretty handily against the Dallas Mavericks. So was it just rust? Uh, will the champions, well, will the championship pedigree of the Warriors be able to get back into the series? Gary Harris talking earlier in the earlier in the day about the series being two two one one one. So there's still a lot of time uh, for the Warriors to win Game Two, maybe steal a game in Boston and get back into the series. But not 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 looking good after last night, uh, with, with basically getting blown out in their own arena. Uh, right there in Game One of the NBA Finals, Game Two on Sunday. What? Uh, uh, what is it? Seven o'clock, eight o'clock, seven o'clock on Sunday. Let me complain real quick here. If you're on the East Coast, if you're a Boston Celtics fan, if you're one of those guys who was watching Bird and Havlicek and Kuzi and all those guys, you were asleep before the fourth quarter. You gave up on your team and you were asleep because the game started at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, and you know, I'm not like the biggest NBA fan, but the finals, I want to watch the finals. Uh, I'm, I'm very happy that we're in central time zone, the best time zone really to watch any sports central time zone. 8 PM was perfect for me, but for my dad, who's, you know, a basketball fan, a little bit on the older side, obviously my dad, he's probably fell asleep through the, through the end of the game. It's, it's, un, it's, it's, it's ridiculous to have these games start that late at night. It's, and I know you got to take advantage, have the West Coast audience, suck them in. It was probably six, it was six o'clock for the West Coast guys. But 9 p.m. on the East Coast to start a finals game is way, way, way too late. Yeah, Mr. James Gaither probably fell asleep thinking that the Warriors had won game one and woke up probably not knowing the difference and probably at 4.30, right? <laughs> exactly. He woke up and, and was able to watch the highlights. and thought, Oh, wow. You know, Larry Bird was my father's favorite player. Uh, so he, he, he was probably pulling for the, pulling for the Celtics. And, but unfortunately, uh, the game just starting way too late, in my opinion. I, I got to get, get got to get on to ABC, ESPN, and all the schedulers. I know you got to get the West Coast guys in, uh, especially with it being the, the the finals game, the finals being out in San Francisco last night. But come on, 9 p.m. for the West Coast for the East Coast. Oh, you're starting way too late. You're, you're eliminating a lot of your audience by starting that late. Maybe start it at eight eight Eastern, seven Central. Five, you know, five West Coast time. I think that would have been like the nice compromise, and we'll see. Sunday night, Sunday night's game. Sunday, we're not doing anything all day. Sunday, let's play that right smack in the middle of the day, three o'clock, four o'clock. Give me something to watch. Uh, so I'm a little annoyed with the scheduling of the NBA Finals. If you want to talk, jump in and talk about that, you can at two zero five three four two nine nine. Oh, and, and the other thing I want to talk about, Steve Kerr. You're a great coach. You're all you are you're a Hall of Fame player. Many many titles. What three or four with the Bulls? Obviously one with the with the Spurs. Won three titles already as a coach. You're going for your fourth year as a coach. What are you doing wearing a mask in the press conference? I'm sorry. I'm not like a pro COVID or anti COVID guy. I'm not. I, I was really like down in the middle during the whole COVID season. But why are you wearing a mask during the press conference? I don't understand that. I don't know whether you're virtue signaling or just trying to, like, create a culture where masks are still, like, where you're trying to encourage people to keep, continue to wear a mask. And, and if you are, that's fine. But I don't really understand it. I, I, I think it's very strange. Like, you're up on a podium. You're away from everybody. You're socially distanced. So, like, all those things are, are, are accomplished. You're just wearing your mask on, the, on camera. And... I don't know, somebody who questions everything, myself, uh, I, I'm wondering, what, what message are you trying to send? What, what are you trying to do? What are, you, are you trying to make me feel bad that I don't care about masks anymore? Maybe. Uh, if, if you are, mission failed because I don't feel bad. Hey, Joe, what kind of message were you trying to send by wearing your New York Yankees hat today? Were you really trying to send a message, or is it just something that you just woke up and kind of did? Okay, so uh, yeah, so I woke up and picked it up, picked it off the shelf. Are we saying that his mask is now like a necklace or a bracelet or any sort of thing that, that anybody would wear? Well, I hate to tell you this, but outside of the United States, sometimes yes, that is very possible. Sometimes people just wear a face covering. That is more usual than you actually know because we're all Americans. Yeah, I mean, obviously that that happens in in Asia a lot. It ha I mean, a lot of people, a lot of you know Japanese wear it when they have the flu, this, that, and the other. Just general sickness. I, I'm I'm with you there. I appreciate the the pushback there, but I just don't understand. Like, 
we're not in J Japan. We're not in like in those other cultures here. And it's fine if he wants to do that. But it's obviously it's it seems like a virtue signaling. I'm gonna wear this mask, and all you guys are gonna you know you're gonna notice it because I'm on TV. He's not wearing it during the game. He's not wearing it during the game. He's wearing it in the press conferences. It's sitting around his chin during the game. He's wearing that chin diaper and, and, and really like, what are you doing there? What are you accomplishing? I'm sorry. Well, he's got to yell during the game. Oh, okay. <laughs> and that's fair. You, you want to be communicative during the game. You want everybody to hear you. You want to call your plays and get everybody on the same page. Okay, fair. I understand that. But you, what, what, are, you, what, are, you, what are you doing in the press? Like, it's very, it's, it seems like performance art. It seems like, oh, I'm, I'm putting on an act. I'm, I'm, I'm going to show you how much I care about COVID-19 still, and this is my performance art, and I don't really understand it. So, uh, Steve Kerr, maybe you can come out and talk about that. I'm sure you don't, I'm sure you don't care about my opinion, and nobody does. Uh, but it just struck me as very, very odd. Uh, I want to get into uh, this. I want to get into this news with Ryan Day. Ryan Day talking about Ohio State to uh, several uh, several high-dollar high boosters, and basically Ryan Day has come out and said this is what it's going to cost to keep Ohio State good in the NIL market. So we're going to do that on the other side. We're going to talk Ohio State and what it costs to keep a top-end college roster together right here on Off the Edge. This is Tide 100.9. You're listening to the home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. 365 24-7. You'll find road and utility crews, tow trucks, law enforcement, and first responders working along Alabama's roadway. We're making improvements and helping our communities stay connected. We're working hard to make sure you're safe on the road. Now we need your help to make sure we're safe too. Alabama's move over law requires you to move over a lane when you see flashing lights on the roadside. And if you can't safely move over, please slow down. Visit drivesafealabama.org. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Transportation, Alabama Broadcasters Association, and this state. Are you receiving unemployment? Your benefits could be at risk. Here's how you can protect yourself and your benefits. Never respond to mail notifying you of a false claim in your name. Never answer a text message asking you to verify your account. And only respond to official Alabama Department of Labor's social media pages. Report fraud at labor.alabama.gov fraud. Brought to you by the Alabama Department of Labor, ABA, and the station. The Alabama Department of Labor is an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request to individuals with disabilities. Dial 711 for TTY accessibility. Work is a part of all of us. We know that the world around us has changed, and that's why the Alabama Department of Labor is here to get you back to working hard. Work is a part of all of us. Let us help you get back to it by visiting your local career center or alabamaworks.alabama.gov. Funding provided by the USDOL, ETA, and Federal WIOA, an equal opportunity employer program. Auxiliary aids and services available upon request. Brought to you by this station and the Alabama Broadcasters Association. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Sky partly to mostly sunny this afternoon. Tuscaloosa's high 84. Clear and very pleasant tonight, the low 61. Tomorrow's sunny with a high at 87. And Sunday, partially sunny, a small chance of a shower. Sunday's high 89. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 74. Four degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to Off the Edge on Tide 100.9. Welcome back into Off the Edge right here on Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. So thankful for Alabama Vintage for being a part of the program. Thankful for you for listening. We talked a little about Steve Kerr and the NBA Finals game one last night. Uh, I enjoyed watching the game, uh, but I'm not really much of a basketball analyst other than, you know, oh, this team's playing good defense, this team's playing bad defense. And so 
that we left it at that. The Celtics, uh, the Celtics perimeter defense is going to give uh, the Warriors a big problem for the rest of the series. Uh, I do believe the Warriors championship pedigree will get them back into the series, but ultimately I see the Celtics winning in six or seven games. Uh, let's move on. Uh, let's move on to a football topic because this is typically a football show. Ryan Day yesterday, uh, not yesterday, but earlier this week, talking to uh, several business leaders, 100 business leaders uh, at, let's see, let me me read this right. Speaking of 100 business leaders at a Columbus business community on Thursday morning. So yesterday morning, yes, it was. Uh, And he basically said, this is what it's going to cost to maintain a top-level college football roster. He's spoken to he's spoken to recruits, he's spoken to recruits families, he's spoken to different uh, business leaders and business analysts around the Ohio State program and he says it's going to cost our boosters, it's going to cost our NIL fund, it's going to cost our collective 13 million dollars per season to maintain a top level roster. Obviously Ohio State is one of the top 4, 5, 6 teams in the country no matter which way you cut it. I know we all dislike Ohio State in this part of the country and I totally understand that. I I loved, loved, loved putting the beat down on them in the 2020 national championship game. They literally, they had no chance in that ball game. And, and yes, I do love my guy Justin Fields because he plays for the Bears. But uh, definitely enjoyed beating him in that college football playoff. So let's talk about 13 million dollars and really what it means uh, on an 85. 85- 85-man roster, 85 scholarships. If you divide that evenly, you're looking at $150,000 per player. Uh, but that's not really how that money is getting divided up. If, if, you, if you look at really how that money is being played out, it's looking, you know, you got 25, 26 guys. Look at, look at Alabama. Right now, the Crimson Tide, uh, Coach Saban has been talking about Alabama – Alabama earning $3 million in NIL last year and saying that we did NIL correctly and our players made the most money. Now, he talks about Bryce Young making his money and obviously Will Anderson making his money. Uh, Several of the top-end players being a major, major part of that $3 million. Bryce Young, as we know, uh, Coach Saban uh, boasting that uh, he made a million dollars before even taking a snap. So you got to think that... The other $2 million, the rest of the roster is splitting up. Uh, so not everybody's getting paid. You're really talking about 25, 26, 27 guys, uh, your starters, your 22 starters, maybe maybe a couple of your special teams guys. You're looking at 26 guys uh, breaking down to about $500,000 a piece. So I, I think that's you're looking at, oh, $500,000 $500, for, for a star-level player. You think about... Ohio State, they've got Jackson Smith and Jigba and C.J. Stroud as probably their two most prominent players on the roster this year. And really, we, as we break this down, it's, it's, it's not – this is chump change when you, when you think about the college football landscape. What is Ohio State – J.R., look this up as I pontificate. What, what did Ohio State bring – what did their football budget bring in last year? Uh, and, and I'm sure you're going to find that similarly to Alabama's, it's going to be in the $100 million range. So $13 million to maintain your roster, to bring in top-level recruits, to bring in – yeah, what you got? I have $106,896,918. Okay, you mean uh, overall, a little over $100, $100 million, and you're talking about pay, paying the players $13 million of that. Uh, basically spread out over the 85-man roster. Uh, you, when you think about top-level recruits, freshmen who haven't played yet, and then your top-end stars who are you know making that NIL mark as Bryce Young did. So $13 million is chump change to maintain a top-level college roster. I think a lot of people are thinking, oh, the money's going to ruin the game. The money's going to ruin college football. Well, these guys have been, let's make that clear. These guys have been getting paid under the table uh, pretty much all my lifetime. Now, not everybody has, of course, not everybody has. It's been the select players. It's been your Cam Newtons. It's been, you know, your top level players who have, you know, gotten money here or there. Uh, we remember AJ Green getting suspended for for selling you know selling merchandise that, that he had while he was at the University of Georgia. This has happened a lot. Todd Gurley got suspended as well at the University of Georgia. This is this is well known and happened a lot. Reggie Bush lost his Heisman Trophy basically because he received benefits at Southern California. It's happened all over the place, but now it's out in the open, and we've now valued that a, a top level roster is going to cost you about thirteen million dollars. This is chump change. Think about the NFL. The NFL maintains a 53-man roster, so less than the less than college football. Obviously, uh, you, you basically double you, the, the amount of starters on a college roster. You know, 26 times two, you're looking at like 50, 52, 53 players right there. 
The NFL salary cap is sitting at $208 million. $208 million to keep a, a roster. I mean, and, th- and this is not just any a good roster. You look at the bad teams. You look at my Bears. You look at you know the Lions. You look at the Jets. You look at the Giants. These are bad teams, and they're paying around that. They're, they're right around that salary cap number of two hundred eight million dollars. And you know, obviously, they're making a ton of money as well. The NFL with their TV market rights and uh, all the revenues from from ticketing and from merchandising, all all that stuff. They're making a lot of money. So they're they're definitely making more than the hundred six million dollars that my man Jr. just said that the Ohio State football program brought in. But when we think about it, this is all proportional. This is all, uh, you know, NIL was brought to the table as a way to compensate the players. We've heard for a long time all these players aren't compensated fairly. Oh, we need to pay the players. Well, how do we get around paying the players? We enact NIL. We enact name, image, and likeness so the players can go make their own money. The players can negotiate their own deals. You take the financial burden off the schools, off the off the coaching staff, and off the conferences, off the NCAA as well, and you, NIL takes care of, oh, well, the players can get paid. They can get paid however much they can earn. Uh, which I think is great. I've heard many people say, oh, we need to cap it. We need a salary cap. We need to cap how much they can earn. You're not capped however much you can earn in, in your job. I'm not capped however much I can earn in my job. Now, um, I might disagree with my value compared to compared to my bosses, and you might disagree with your value compared to your bosses, but we all have the ability to go change jobs. We all have the ability to negotiate our value with our bosses. We all have the ability to go work side hustles. It, you know, If you're working 40 hours a week, you got another 40 hours where you can go work side hustles. You can, we can all start our own business and make, and make whatever money that we want. So, so capping, capping what, what a player can make on NIL is an absurd suggestion in my opinion i think i think i think the main fear is that oh the players in alabama are not going to be able to make as much money as the players at texas a&m that's been the crux of this kind of debate and this discussion oh we're worried we're going to get left behind now i know that coach saban is the master he's not going to lose all these five stars and we're not going to be dropping out of the top end of the recruiting rankings coach saban will still get top end recruits and one thing about it he's going to develop these recruits he has a history and track record of developing talent that is undeniable nil be damned nil or not and so you know we can see players go to texas a&m we can see players go to uh, ohio state georgia this that and the other will they be developed ryan day goes on to say that he thinks that he thinks that nil will be kind of sorted out in the next two to three years that's that things will be calmed down and more uh, organized in two to three years and which is something that i've been saying for for the a while, basically, since it's been enacted, you know, we we react very, very, uh, very viscerally to Jordan Addison receiving three and a half million dollars from USC. Like, oh my gosh, that's a ton of money. We react viscerally to uh, Quinn Ewers getting a million dollars just to go to Ohio State out of out of Texas as a high school kid. The, these deals will not be the norm. Well, you're gonna see you're gonna see these deals come down. You're gonna see these 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 boosters, these these collectives, these businesses kind of. Figure out the market and things will get settled out. But thirteen million dollars for a for a roster, a top end roster in college football, is really chump change. How much money is Coach Saban worth? Coach Saban making ten ten and a half million dollars this year, and obviously the top coach in college football. I have nothing against Coach Saban, the top coach in college football, and praise the Lord that he's our coach. But is he worth more than than Bryce Young, Will Anderson, and all the players combined? I don't know. That's debatable. That's going to be a a, 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 a very questionable debate because uh, Bryce Young's the one throwing the football. Will Anderson's the one rushing the edge. So you think about, oh, $13 million for a top-end roster. Your coach is making $10 million. I think that's pretty proportionate. I think that's working out to a pretty proportional deal. We've heard... You know, Ryan Fowler, my man, Ryan Fowler in the afternoon has talked about, oh, what happens when the players are making more than the coaches? Well, that happens in the NFL right now. It happens in the NFL all over the place right now. And they make it work. You still, you, you, obviously, you have personality problems on every roster and every level. You have personally pro- personality problems in high school. That's part of being a coach, uh, managing bodies, managing personalities. I just don't really think that NIL is going to be a huge problem like everybody has uh, pontificated or, or stated over the over the last four to six to eight, you know, actually actually over the last year now. NIL is going to ruin the game. It's going to change everything. It is changing everything. But what's going to happen is everything's going to settle out, and we'll get used to it. 
the players will get a better piece of the pie. The players will get a more proportionate piece of the pie, and everyone will be will be happy. Now, will Alabama lose some recruits to you know Texas A&M or Miami or other schools? Tennessee, Nico Iamaleva, his eight million dollar deal over three years. Yes, Alabama will lose recruits, but will that be good for the game? Yes, it will, because the competitive standpoint of the game right now is in a really bad place. Right, right. Over the last since the college football playoff has been enacted, uh, I've gone over this before. Alabama has made all but one, and while I love that as an Alabama fan, as a college football fan, you know I think it's boring to say Alabama, Ohio State, Oklahoma, and Georgia will be in the playoff this year. Body, body, blah. Why are we even playing the regular season? Let's just skip on to the playoff. Let 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 those four four teams battle it out, and we'll play two games and be and, and be national champions. Roll Tide. there's just not a lot of fun in that. You look at the Alabama schedule this year and how many good games are on the schedule. Obviously, at Texas is a big marquee game. Uh, Texas A&M at home October 8th is going to be another marquee game. But outside of that, what what games on the schedule are you really excited about? Yes, you have trap games with Arkansas at Ole Miss and at Tennessee. I think that those three games can be a challenge for Alabama. I, I think those three programs are on the up and coming. But as a whole, you're looking at Utah State and Auburn are probably going to be easy ball games. You're looking at Mississippi State's probably going to be an easy ball game. LSU, will, will Brian Kelly get the Tigers back on track quickly? I don't think so. I don't see a whole lot of intrigue on this schedule. And what NIL will do is start luring some of these five stars away to the to these programs that are not small programs, but they're not the monsters, the monopolies that are Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State. The monopolies of college football will start to be broken up just a little bit. Not a lot because no, Coach Saban is not going to lose all these recruits. Coach Saban is still going to be recruiting at a top five class level. He's still going to go out and get – your Eli Holsteins, your be, your best tackles, your best edge rushers. He's still gonna go get go get what he wants, but he might not get all three of the top running backs that as as we've done before. He might not get four or five offensive linemen as he's done before, and some of that stuff's gonna break up. And and what that will happen? More competition, more intrigue. Your your fans from other parts of the country will start to feel like they have you know more of a chance to win the national championship. And I know that. We only really care about Alabama, and we want Alabama to win the national championship and beat everybody fifty-six to nothing, and that's great for 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 you and I. But as far as the overall health of the game, the state of the game, it's not good for the state of the game. And we've heard, oh, does Coach Saban is 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 he is he worried about the state of the game? He worried about sustainability. Well, if he's worried about the state of the game, then he wouldn't be stealing and and recruiting and 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 hoarding all this talent here in Tuscaloosa. Because if he's worried about the state of the game, the talent needs to kind of separate itself out a little bit. Uh, my man Jacob Harrison, who usually sits in this big spot in this spot on off the edge, has talked about expanding the college football playoff and how that will make uh it will, it will break up some of these monopolies as as players only go to Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson because they're the playoff perennials. I don't know that I agree with that. I don't know if I agree that that you know adding uh, four or five you know a- adding four to eight to twelve teams uh, in the in the playoff will do that. What will do that is nil. <laughs> what is going to do that? And Lane Kiffin's talking about all these players are just going to go where the money's going. That's not entirely true, but it's partially true. And what what that will do is it will make more teams competitive and make uh, the college football game as a whole much much better. Uh, that's just my opinion on that. Uh, I, I love Alabama and want Alabama to win every single game, and and I love what Coach Saban has done and built for for this program and and built for Tuscaloosa. But I think that NIL as a whole will be a strong will be uh, a positive thing for college football. Uh, we've talked about oh, there's no guardrails, and and even uh, even our guy at Ohio State, Ryan Day, who was talking about oh, Ryan Day was talking about oh, if the speed limit's 45 miles an hour, you've got people who are not obeying the speed limit, uh, and you drive 45 miles an hour, a lot of people are going to pass you. If you go too fast, you're going to get pulled over, basically saying the the NCAA is going to come after you. Uh, the, the writer of this article uh, is, is discussing what's the middle ground uh, that Ohio State wants to find. Is it 53 miles an hour? Maybe it's 57. Maybe it's 60. Uh, you, you look at some of these programs, 
obviously A&M is putting the pedal to the metal. They're putting that bad boy down, and they're going as fast as they can because they're hungry. They want to get into this race. To add to this analogy, I also think it kind of matters the make and model of the car. So when you're talking about the historical factor of each kind of brand, I don't know if Texas A&M has that historical factor. They might look like an 87 Toyota going 80 miles an hour in a 45, while Alabama doing 65 in a 40 is going to look a lot different. Because we're a Corvette. Absolutely we are. And, 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 that, and their 87 Toyota might fall apart in two years. Well, let's just wait and see what happens. Because that bucket of bolts that's going as fast as it can to try to get to the national championship might fall apart. We talk about, oh, Jimbo Fisher's an 8-4 and four coach. Oh, he's a 9-3 and three coach. And basically his history is that of an 8-4, and 9-3, and 10-2 and two coach. Winning one national championship with Jameis Winston. Congratulations. Well done. Uh, you pretty much sacrificed all your morals for that national championship. Uh, so, so great. Good for you. But will the A&M boosters excuse me, continue to pour in a lot of money into their NIL, uh, into their NIL collectives if he's going 8-4? and four? No. He's going to get his butt fired, and they're going to look for another coach, and they'll have to reassess what they're doing with NIL. I liken it to the Autobahn in Germany. You, 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 take, you talk about the highway, you can go as fast as you want in NIL. There's no NCAA. They're not coming for you. There's no enforcement. They're not going to come stop you. So you can go as fast as you want to. Nick Saban, are you comfortable going 65 miles an hour? Or do you want to bump it up to 80? You want to bump it up to 100? Coach Saban has been talking, oh, is this really what we want to do? Is this really the direction we want college football to go in? Well, like it or not, just like fast-paced offense from a few years ago, just like the transfer portal from two years ago where he asked, is this really what we want? It doesn't matter what we want. This is what it is. There are no speed limits anymore. So open up, open up the gas pedal, put the pedal to the metal, and go as fast as you want to and dominate the sport just as you always have for the last 15 years. Uh, so I, I'm really excited about the, what NIL is going to do for college football and what's called, what, what it's going to do for college athletes. We heard earlier this morning on the Martin Houston show, Tim Smith joined Martin Houston, uh, defensive lineman number 50, uh, one of the probably pro- more prominent defensive linemen for, for, for this year's a- Alabama team. He will be joining Ryan Fowler as well later in the afternoon, about 2.30, 3 o'clock, somewhere in that range. We heard from J.C. Latham yesterday on both programs, uh, Martin Houston and Ryan Fowler. They're promoting, they're promoting an Al- the, the Alabama One golf tournament that's going on next week, uh, and they're promoting the, some of their merchandise from Hedius Maximus. And we're hearing from the, from the players. It's super cool to hear about how summer workouts are going on and to hear how spring practice went. Now, I love media and press availability. Josh Maxson does a, does a great job uh, keep, keeping everybody informed and keep, keeping everybody engaged and re- really getting, giving everybody a chance to talk and ask questions to Coach Saban and the players. But you only hear from them at certain points in times, and that's understandable because that's the way they do things organizationally-wise. I think that's great, and I think they do a great job. But I think it's super cool that that Martin Martin Houston and Ryan Fowler have had two kind of long form in, interviews. We've had on Martin Houston had both these players, J.C. Latham and Tim Williams, for about 30, 35 minutes apiece, just firing off questions about uh, philosophies of the program, goals for goals for the season, individual goals and collective goals. They, they, Martin Houston asked him about name, image, and likeness, how each of those players are using name, image, and likeness. It was really insightful to hear both those players talk about how they're more concerned about uh, their football play and how that's going to affect their name, image, and likeness than rather go out and scooping up every single deal that's possible. I think it was super cool to hear Tim Smith talk about how he and the defensive lineman beat up on Seth McLaughlin for the last year and change, two years, and how you know his great performance in the Georgia game made them so happy to see. And made, and how he said, oh, I think because we beat up on him for, for a couple years, now he's ready to be that dog as a center, and he, he's ready to play well, and, and we, we take pride in that. I think it's awesome to hear that how competition is really – uh, how, how it's really affecting the Alabama Crimson Tide. You, you, we heard from J.C. Latham talking about uh, going up against some of these great off, uh, defensive edge rushers off the edge. Uh, talking about how Will Anderson and Chris Braswell are really pushing him to be a great player. I think it's super awesome to hear so to hear the inside scoop for the for uh, from the inside of Alabama's football program. So name, image, and likeness is going to be a good thing. Uh, we just have to embrace change, embrace 
uh, a new way, a new area, a new, a new way to do things. JR, let's take our next break right here. When we come back, I want to talk about something that you can do this weekend. Uh, if you're missing football, you can go up to Birmingham and see uh, one of our better teams, one of the better football. It is a football weekend. It is football Friday uh, right here on Off the Edge, so we'll talk about it next right here on Tide 100.9. The Alabama Securities Commission protects you from financial fraud. Anyone asking you for investment money must be licensed. You're careful with your money. Fraudsters aren't. Before you invest, call our hotline at 1-800-222-1253 to verify the licensing of the person making an offer and the product. Don't lose your hard-earned money. Learn to protect yourself at asc.alabama.gov. Paid for by the Investor Protection Trust and brought to you by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station. My caretaker was very rough with me. I thought they did it because I wasn't moving fast enough. Elder abuse is a crime and together we can stop it. If you or someone you know has been abused, neglected, or exploited, call the Adult Abuse Hotline at 1-800-458-7214. That's 1-800-458-7214. Sponsored by the Alabama Department of Human Resources, the Department of Justice, ADECA grant number 18-VA-VS-050, the ABA, and this very... Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Alabama Army National Guard. Aired by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Sky partly to mostly sunny this afternoon. Tuscaloosa's high 84. Clear and very pleasant tonight, the low 61. Tomorrow, sunny with a high at 87. And Sunday, partially sunny, a small chance of a shower. Sunday's high 89. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 74 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Follow Off the Edge on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube for live streams and instant analysis. Off the Edge with Jacob Harrison continues. Into Off the Edge right here on Tide 100.9. Joe Gaither, J.R. Moore, and Cade Bagwell hanging out with you guys for another 15, 20 minutes or so, making room for the Jay Barker Show. 12 to 2, Jay Barker, Lars Anderson, and Matt Coulter are going to be bringing you live from the AVX studio in Birmingham. Ryan Fowler, 2 until 6 today. We'll have our second summer edition of Tide tonight with the interns. I'll bring you 6 to 7. And Chuck Oliver, 7 to 9. Going to be closing down the week right here on Tide 100.9. Let me tell you about something going on tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow right there in downtown Government Plaza, we've got, uh, we're have got we going to have movies in the park. Tomorrow's movie is going to be The Jungle Book. It'll start at 8 o'clock. They'll have food trucks. They'll, they'll be right out there at Government Plaza. You can bring lawn chairs, blankets to watch the movie. The screen's going to be huge. Uh, the presenting sponsor is brought to you by Pepsi, First Baptist Church of Tuscaloosa, uh, Tuscaloosa Tourism and Sports, and the city of Tuscaloosa. So if you're looking for something to do tomorrow, it's going to be family fun, family friendly. There'll be area of the Jungle Book. It kicks off, what, six, seven weeks of uh, a six-week event of movies in the park at Government Plaza. So starting with the Jungle Book, it looks like the other movies this year are going to be uh, Finding Nemo, The Wizard of Oz. Oh, my gosh. We're showing Old Yeller on June 25th. Bring your tissues for that. Uh, 101 Dalmatians, and we'll finish it off with a little Christmas in July with Elf. So looking forward to hearing 
uh, look, look, looking forward to hear, seeing and hearing how that event goes. Uh, go down there and see some of the local food trucks down at Government Plaza. The movie will start at 8 o'clock, get there about 7, 7, you know, 7.15, get you something from the food truck, get settled in. It's going to be a good time at Government Plaza. I want to tell you what else is going on tomorrow if you're looking for some football action in your life before before you go to movies in the park uh, at Government Plaza. At three, uh, 2 o'clock, the Birmingham Stallions are taking on the New Orleans Breakers. The Stallions are, what, 7-0 now this, this season? They're leading the USFL. They've qualified for the playoffs, and they only have three more games left in the regular season. And, JR, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe the... I believe the playoffs will be held in Canton, Ohio, where the, uh, where, the pro, where the Pro Football Hall of Fame is. So only three more opportunities to see your Birmingham Stallions right here, uh, in, right here in Birmingham, right here in Alabama. I uh, want to just clue you into this one detail. They were playing the Breakers. The break, they beat the Breakers 22-13 to 13, uh, in the third week of the season. And, but, the, but this week they'll be playing at Legion Field. The Old Grey Lady will be the home of the Birmingham Stallions. They got one more game at Protective Stadium. That's next Saturday, June 11th. And then uh, the following Sunday, they'll be closing down the season at, uh, against the Tampa Bay Bandits uh, at Legion Field again. Uh, so if you haven't really got into the Stallions this year, I've been watching them a little bit here and there on Fox. Uh, the the football is not the greatest, but it's but it's still football, and, and these guys are are playing their tail off. Uh, and what I want to say is, you gotta give, you gotta give some love up to Bo Scarborough. Bo Scarborough with his second 100 yard game in two weeks for the Birmingham Stallions. The Stallions brought him in mid season, and he's pr- pretty much picked up his old form. He 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 took 27 carries for right at 100 yards. Uh, averaging 3.7 yards a carry. So Bo Scarborough, maybe not going to be getting back in the NFL anytime soon, but still a chance to watch uh, watch one of the one of the great running backs of the Nick Saban era, Bo Scarborough, with the Birmingham Stallions on Saturday at 2 o'clock at the Old Grey Lady. Uh, and it'll also be aired on Fox if you can't make it up there. It'll be aired on Fox uh, right there on your local television. So watch you some football. Head out to Government Plaza. Watch you some Jungle Book. Have you a family-friendly day. Kids, I'm pretty sure under 14 are getting in free for these USFL games. I'm pretty sure they're $10 tickets, and kids are getting in free. So, like, don't let money be be the stopper for you. It's not that expensive. Uh, obviously, concessions are a different story, this, that, and the other. But it, just to get in the game and experience it, if you haven't been to the been to uh, Legion Field to watch a football game, as many people probably haven't, uh, considering what's gone on over there, it's a great good chance to good chance to go over there and and see one of the classic stadiums in the state. Yeah, come out and see us. Uh, I know a bunch of people from Tide are going to go tomorrow. I know I am. So go out, and, uh, come out and join us. Are we having a Tide party? I, was I not invited to the Tide Party? Golly! You're now invited. I just invited you. you I just found did out. You, I just did you hear it. that, Cade? Yeah. Basically, they had this whole thing pre- prepared, and only because only because Jr. brought it up on air, I got the invitation. Oh, the worst part is I was going too. Like I already got the invite. Yeah. Like okay, the, the, now I'm really offended, Jr. You were all going to a USFL game, and I'm sitting here previewing it. And oh, because I'm pre- if I hadn't talked about this, would I've got an invitation? Joe, they're ten dollar tickets. I make a little over that an hour. Do you know how many hours I had to work to get all these tickets for all these little interns? I love them. I love them. You don't. I'm helping my interns. I'm shocked. I'm heartbroken. You should be. You should be. I'm, I'm, but I'm, you shouldn't. I'm distraught. I'm oh but you shouldn't gosh. be with the way you treat us in the same way. You should. You should understand. Oh, I'm just kidding. Joe loves us. <laughs> well, I guess. Uh, I, I guess I'm gonna tag. Along. I'll, I'll, I'll buy the gas. I'll, I sound like I don't get fed, but if you see me, you know that I do. Uh, <laughs> you know that I do get fed, man. I'll buy the gas. We'll all go up to Birmingham. Meet us at the old gray lady. Two o'clock. Uh, we'll be saying giddy up and go, Bo Scarborough. Let's go, Stallions. Keep the undefeated season rolling at two o'clock tomorrow. Uh, let's kick into the professional sports. So the the real the real NFL. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa meeting with the uh, media yesterday. You heard a little bit of it, of it on the Gary Harris show. I want to play this other clip. Where are you going, Jr.? I need you to hit this clip here, buddy. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk yesterday to uh, to the media about why he's so defensive, what he hears on Twitter. People, you know, everybody's been talking about oh, Tua Tagovailoa. He can't stay healthy. Oh, he's got poor arm strength. Well, no, he doesn't have poor arm strength. They just haven't had anybody to go down the field and catch the ball. Well, now they do with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, and I think a lot of people are excited for uh, for the Dolphins this year. 
Yeah, if you've seen the third to the last play we had, uh, I don't know if I can throw the ball downfield still. Uh, but by my account, I think that might have been a touchdown to Tyreek. Um, if not, then we scored two plays after that to Tyreek. So, you know, however you want to write down any of that to social media or whatever outlets you guys are with, uh, you do so. Can you talk about your timing overall with Tyreek and is there a play outside of that that stuck out today that you think you guys are shows your timing? Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it, it's it's pretty cool having a guy like Tyreek, but you have other guys that are, you know, extremely talented, very fast as well, you know, that kind of help out with, with Tyreek being open. You have Waddle, you have, um, you know, Gasicki. So everyone has to cover every part of the field and, I mean, it, you know, it should be a lot easier to, to get these guys the ball. Although, you know, playing against our defense, it's still good stuff. With this team, from him wearing hoodies and sweatshirts and sweating out here yeah. to mimic that, and then even the music, if he lets you guys pick music by being the, you know, the player of the day. Yeah. Just talk about that and just being in tune with that. Yeah, swaggy. That's that's what I got to say about Coach, Coach Mike. I call him Mystic Mac. Um, just like Conor McGregor, this dude, like, he loves to predict stuff. <laughs> So call him Mystic Mac, uh, but you know the the respect that he has in the locker room is tremendous. You know the guys love him. Tua, you mentioned earlier about the narrative about the arm strength. What do you think about that? That every time somebody talks about you, it's he can't throw deep. Yeah, well, like I said, all the bad news I hear from Ann. Um, you know, Ann tells me, hey, I don't know if you heard about this, but they say that I'm like, Ann, why would you? Tell me? Why would you? want to bring that up to me um but she brings it up just you know just so i'm aware with the questions that you guys are going to ask me um you know for me it's just zone that out i mean we come out to practice everyone else twitter warriors you know keyboard warriors whatever you want to call them you know they're not out here practicing with us working hard so uh i don't know if you guys recorded that last one to tyreek but I don't know about you, but that looked like money. <laughs> Looks like money. Actually, the report was that he dropped a 55-yard touchdown pass followed by a 69-yard touchdown pass. Oh, you missed the window. Nice. Thank you. Uh, you thank you. Uh, so to Tyreek Hill, I think that the Dolphins are gonna. I think the Dolphins are gonna surprise some people this year. Everybody who's been de- dogging Tua Tagovailoa, everybody who's been bagging him that he can't throw, he can't stay healthy, he can't lead the Dolphins to the promised land. I think the Dolphins are gonna be a playoff team this year. I know that they're playing in a very tough division with Josh Allen and uh, Vanilla Boy Mike Jones. I think I think I think that the Dolphins are going to uh, be, be a wild card team. Dolphins win ten games. Yeah. Oh, yes. They're going at least ten and seven. At least. Uh, I, I, let's 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 pull up the Dolphins' schedule and let's play this game real quick with the last little bit of time we've got. Dolphins football schedule twenty two. Let's see. We don't want any of the preseason games. Don't care about you preseason. They're playing. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. We're gonna play wins and losses right here, Jr. Uh, starting Sunday, September one, home against the Patriots. Dub. You, Kate, you're keeping track of this. Win. Win for that. Easy. All right. At the Ravens, you're, you're losing week two. Uh, home against the Buffalo Bills, you're winning. Uh, at the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, you're winning again. At the Jets, you're winning again. Home with the Vikings, you're winning again. Uh, home with the Steelers, you're winning again. At the Detroit Lions, you're going to win again. At the Chicago Bears, that's a big fat L. Home with the Browns, that's going to be a loss. So you just got to have a loss right there. And then you have a bye week. You're keeping track of this, right? You got a bye week. You're uh, then you're home with the Texans. Win. You're at the 49ers. Loss. You're at the Chargers. Loss. You're at the Buffalo Bills. Loss. You're at. You're home with the Packers. That's a win. You're at the Patriots. That's a loss. And then you're home with the Jets. That's a win. What do I have there? What do, What do I have? Did I go too fast for you? One, two, three, yeah, that's four, perfect. five, six. What What do I have? Uh. 11. I was having, he had me editing. Uh, okay, you, you weren't keeping track? It was 11? 11 yeah. and 6? 11 and 6, we're going to the playoffs. Easy. Wild card, fins up, baby! You think... Go ahead. Do I think what? Oh, man. I feel like they lose to the Bills week one. I think they take... I think... Or not week one, but the first time they play them. Second time, I think they get it right. 
Oh, no, no, no. They're going to win Sunday, September 20th. Do you know how hot it's going to be in Miami on Sunday, September 25th at 1 1, 1 p.m. Eastern? It's going to be toasty for Josh Allen and and, and company. And the Miami guys are going to be right. And you know what Miami does that's, like, kind of sneaky but kind of genius? They wear white at home. They they have their home sidelines on the shade side of the field. Hard Rock Stadium has the sun going into the visitor side. No, the Buffalo Bills are going to lose the, uh, that, that game on the road down in Miami. Fair, fair. Browns, though. The Browns beating them? Well, you, you know, you got to throw in, like, one game that doesn't make sense. Because, like, yes, like, on paper, I think that the, the, the Dolphins are beating the Browns. But you got to throw in one game that doesn't really make what, sense. And what that's, week was that one? That's, we, that's November 17th. So that's okay, like, so Deshaun Watson's back by then. No, 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 no. Deshaun's getting suspended all year long. Thank the Lord. That's exactly what he deserves. He deserves to be suspended three years for this. Okay, so, yeah. I, I mean, I, no. He deserves no jail time and a three-year suspension. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't see the Browns winning that one not, without Deshaun. Who's their quarterback? Not Baker. Baker. It's Baker Mayfield. He's not. He's up. not. No. He's playing. He's he's on a one. He's got one more year on his contract. He's going to sit out. No. Oh, he's got to prove. He's got to prove his value. Yeah, Joe. But just because I work for you and you put me on the schedule, if you piss me off, that doesn't mean I'm coming in. Like. Okay, then you're fired and you're not getting paid. And, and, and exactly. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't mean that Baker Mayfield's going to play. He's and a multimillionaire what, already. And what radio station is going to hire you after I fire you? Nobody. Same with like, but Baker Mayfield. You, you've already put bad tape on film for the last couple of years. He's already multimillionaire. He doesn't need to get hired by anybody else. He's probably set for life right now. But that's not the way it works for athletes. He's going to want to go play for another team. you saying the Jets wouldn't pick him up? No, they wouldn't. But Kyle Wilson? Zach Wilson? Zach, yeah, Kyle, Zach Kyle, same thing. Wilson boy. He, exactly. You don't even remember his name. He's going to be fine. <laughs> and, and he's on a rookie contract. He's what? Going into his second year, right? He's going into his second year just like Vanilla Boy Mac Jones and my man Justin Fields. So, no, I, I think they wouldn't pick him up. The, the, the team that would pick him up is the Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks with Drew Locke, and they got another bad quarterback that's behind him. I can't think of it. So, no, I, I, I think that. Baker Mayfield is playing for the Cleveland Browns this year. He has no other choice. Uh, the choice is to sit out. I don't know. He's pissed you, you, off. Okay, you sit out and you ruin the rest of your career, Le'Veon Bell. That's fine. You 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 take that route if you want to. Ruin the rest of your career, Baker Mayfield. We're running out of time. It's been enough hot takes right here on Off the Edge. We're setting it up for Jay Barker's show. Jay Barker, Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson. Going to give you some more expertise right here on Tide 100.9. I said I tried to win.